last summer with a teenage different man. In a dumps where mom says he had less and pumps his way into his hand. And good morning, everyone. I'm hoping you get us today because I'm not sure what I'm doing. <laughs> Good it's morning, scary, good morning. It's a scary, just uh, checking in. Can you hear us? I, I, I am... believe the answer is yes. Oh, my God, Elena yes. said yes. Ellie said, Yay. can I hear you now? Yeah. Hi, Excellent. Ashley, and I see Cheryl. Betty's on. Oh, oh my that gosh, and Elena, awesome. we've missed you. Uh, it, it's, oh uh, it's, it's a miracle. Actually, we should have downloaded the Hallelujah Chorus, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, I want to apologize to everybody Thank from you, last Ashley. week. Ashley verified. <laughs> I, uh, Ashley verified. We can hear us both. Good. I, I just, uh, sorry about last week. I, to upgrade Tell us my, what happened my... with that, Pam. You know, I, I, I have a MacBook Pro. And... The, they had a new, they upgraded the operating system. They do that occasionally from, it went from Big Sur to Monterey or some stupid nonsense like that. Mm -hmm. And when I did, when I was, I couldn't download anything on my laptop anymore because they have this, when you look at what your space is, they have this thing called an other file. Mm -hmm. And I had over 200 gigs of files on there because... Macs don't do a defrag like a regular PC does. Right. They do something internally, supposedly. And anyway, so I couldn't do couldn't download anything. So I had to work with Apple to get that other file taken care of. And in order to do that, I had to erase everything on my laptop, which no worries on that end because I keep everything on a cloud anyway. But I had to down, get rid of everything there. And then restart the whole entire process again from the from the startup drive. Just, I was like, oh. And it took it took forever. It took forever. And then when I'm, I went back to download all this stuff like um, Mixler and, uh, you know, Skype and all that kind of stuff. And they normally when you download Mixer, they have this thing called Mixer Audio. And you're supposed to put your stuff out there. Mixer Audio wasn't there. So I had to download this new product that they offered because a lot of people with, with Macs were having the same problem. And it just totally screwed me up. So I apologize, everyone. It's Look, I think everybody needs to understand Pam has spent hours, and I mean hours, because I spent uh, hours just on the testing side of it. And also um, we tried to... I tried to get things going so I could run it from my side. I'm still working on that, but we are going to do it so we have so we have an appropriate backup system if we ever get into trouble again. So we're still working on my piece of it, but Pam gets big kudos. And I just wanted to share with you, Pam, 
um, mm -hmm. that uh, Elena said, I've always had a harder time hearing Pam, but you are both loud and clear today. Yay. Yay. And Betty said that's, that's why news. she actually prefers a PC um, with the defragging and everything. And mm -hmm. Ashley's saying, maybe I should get a Windows laptop instead of a Mac. I'm not sure if that's necessary, Ashley. I just think that, um, you know, like anything, because when the PCs have upgrades too, it, it can throw everything yeah, they do. Into, into a challenge. And, um, yeah, yeah they, they all no get No worries, Pam. I totally get it. And uh, so Ashley's actually getting a new laptop and she's torn between Windows and Mac. So, Ashley, the reason why I got the Mac. Tough tough challenge mm -hmm. it is uh, the reason i got the mac is when i did what i call the grand tour <laughs> i was i was doing podcasts from paris and from italy and wherever and i needed a um i i didn't want to carry around a, a laptop because it was so heavy and the mac mm -hmm. is so much lighter and i mean it fit right in the suitcase and i had locks for everything so it was always um hiding so anyhow i'm here it's done i'm so happy it's done <laughs> you have no idea and we're, and think we're my... celebrating by playing bruce springsteen <clears throat> yes i mean I, i'm still i'm still having a little bit of an issue between spotify and um the and that sound so i downloaded a whole bunch of, of bruce last night just to have something and he is my favorite after all um but that's yeah, just then... me personally <laughs> well um... mango 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 would be would be happy because she's a springsteen fan too <laughs> so yes she is and anyway i i want i would be remiss if without saying that uh black lab lady said you rock as always pam so well done <laughs> thank you thank and you. betty said Welcome back. Cue in the welcome back sound music in the background, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is great. And Betty also wished welcome everybody back. a very happy Valentine's Day weekend, which I didn't yeah. want to miss um, actually verbalizing that. So, yes, we are in the we are in the Valentine's weekend 2022. Hard to believe Absolutely. we are here. It's also also right in the midst of our winter olympic games and mm -hmm. super bowl weekend super bowls tomorrow yes so if it you is like to, like to have a little fun before the game uh get all the goodies ready to eat even uh if you can afford them <laughs> <laughs> exactly and That's i see anna craziness. joined us as well so good morning and afternoon morning. everybody um I should have Betty's called Nicholas, Betty. About why you didn't call Nicholas. He has a tech team that could help with that. <laughs> Absolutely, he does. And, uh, you know, I he, he's kind sometimes tough to get a hold of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Ashley, Anyways. I'm with you. Uh, well, I'm not. I love football, so I love watching the sports. But I, Ashley said she's only in for the commercials for the Super Bowl. And I'm a complete junkie on that. I actually studied advertising as my major in Penn, at Penn State. So um, I specifically look and I'm very intrigued and interested in the ads. And I'm intrigued how this whole thing has evolved now. They're doing all these preview ads and they're doing previews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The last two weeks, there's been the lead up 
teasers on the ads. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I, I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger out um, talking about his appearance in an ad for BMW. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. which by the way, I caught, which I thought, which really I loved because it, it spoke to me. Um, he's Zeus and it's a, you know, a Greek gods thing. And I, I love oh, that. Oh uh, yeah, so, part of the um, internals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a well, it so it's well, it it's highlighting BMW's electric cars. So it, it's mm -hmm. showing what Zeus does with his electricity, and um, I believe right. I think Salma Hayek's in it too. I'm trying to remember. I only caught a brief brief blip of it. So anyway, well, I I can honestly admit to the fact, and I'm not ashamed to do it. They. Two of the worst Super Bowl ads that were ever out there were put out by a company I worked for. <laughs> and um, the head of the company created these ads. He took all, <laughs> all of it. Uh -huh. And they had um, this panda mm -hmm. trying to sell something and... Uh, an other Oriental family trying to sell something, and it was a product. I think it was called Sales Sales Leads. Mm. I, it was. It was. They were just starting this. It was a like you know you go online, you pay whatever amount of yep. money, and you get your list, whatever. Yep. They were the worst. They were the worst. <laughs> they got so badly criticized. <laughs> uh, anyway, I know. So well, and I'm seeing. Betty's wondering what they'll do in the halftime show. She's intrigued. Cheryl's, on, Cheryl's in it for the halftime. She said, halftime for me. Well, is which that, I always love the, the performances. The halftime shows like Jay-Z and uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige, I think. That's going to be great. It's going to yeah, be fun. Be good. Mm -hmm. I, I got to see Jay-Z. He's very, very good. And the, the people he brings, you know, all the performance he brings to bear he does everything top-notch so mm -hmm. i'm excited to see that and anna's and, saying know, i'm so over teasers commercials who test is what character whatever i know i uh -huh. i think it's very fascinating that they're teasing the commercials now although for the well, companies so paying the outrageous amounts of money for the commercials i can see why they want to get more bang for the buck than just that day but anyway it, it's crazy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ashley noted Jim Carrey's coming over. He's doing a cable guy ad for, for Verizon, Verizon <laughs> which is clever. It is very that clever. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Betty's saying, I guess there's yeah, no anyways. chance we'll ever get a Gabriel's Inferno theme halftime show, right? Well, you know, and that would be an interesting because then you could have <laughs> Paul. <laughs> I got him in first this time. I you can't believe Paul. you got Paul in there first. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a um, impression of James Andrew Frazier's Lion Eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Betty's anyway. wondering if Gabriel would like this year's halftime show. And 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 Elena said, Oh Betty, that would be the very best. So <laughs> and Betty's saying, Darn, Pam beat me. And I gotta say, shout out our, our friend from Texas, Lori, is on today. Mm -hmm. So, so good to have you in the chat, Lori. Happy Saturday, everybody. Yes, yes. And we are so. happy that we have uh, news from SR. 
We do. Uh, Brenda's back on too, because Brenda was on earlier, and mm-hmm. she probably walked away to get some beignets and some uh-huh. chicory coffee, since she lives down mm-hmm. in New Orleans. I, I I I always envision that everybody down there has beignets every morning, which I know is not true, but <laughs> I like to pretend that because I would like to have beignets every morning. Um. But I still have beignet mix, and I I have to make some. Yeah, me too. I, I try to I try to do it, especially for Fat Tuesday. Yeah, just an honor. So, I'm glad anyway. you mentioned that because that's coming up soon. But Brenda said I could hear y'all for some reason, but I had to get off and get back on. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, sometimes if, it buffers. It may be buffering. Oh no, so, Brenda said she can't even eat them. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sad for you. It's mm-hmm. like my friends who can't eat chocolate. It makes me sad for them. Um, Brenda said, "I'll have to ship y'all a box." <laughs> we have we have mix. We do have mix. Yeah. So, and I've made them. And we I've, can and buy. I've made them a couple buy times. mix up here, um, yeah, up in the north. Um, but I'm but glad. But it's not the same as going to Cafe Dumont. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Oh, amen to that. Amen, amen to that. So, oh, by, yes. by the way, flights to New Orleans are, I, I last uh, notice I got was $78 round trip. Are you serious? I'm serious. Pam, don't tempt me <laughs> with a good time, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Yeah. I know. We're, we're my, just my so happy to be back hotel, on air. So. Um, yes. Lori said she was having some difficulties getting on, but I'm here. It's me, not you. Um, <laughs> I hope everything resolves. We, we, um, if you listen to the rebroadcast, Lori, we were, uh, sharing, uh, the woes of, uh, why we had our technical difficulties, um, yes. and had to cancel last week and, and the Herculean effort that Pam took to get back on mm-hmm. the air. So I'm very grateful that Pam was able to do that. Um, and Brenda said, shoot, I wish flying out of New Orleans was cheap, but it's not. <laughs> it would, yeah, it be, would a be a fun weekend, weekend trip, Anna. It would be. Yes. So, anyway. So, let's um, pivot. Uh, one from of the things. To SR World? Uh, from SR World. I, I got to uh, share with SR that I was sending him his questions early this week because it's the same questions I sent him last week. Mm-hmm. Um, since I'm usually always sending him things on Thursday, late Thursday night, Friday morning. And uh, he was all tied up. He's been all tied up with stuff. So. Yes, he has been. He has been. So it's, we're very happy. He's shared some news. He's always really good about sharing things, especially around Valentine's day. Cause there's, mm-hmm. he always works on a few things for the fans for that. He does. Um, and Elena, uh, yes, was... Elena loves New, New Orleans as well. She said she's looking forward to a return trip in the not-too-distant future. It would be so much fun. It would be. I know okay. Discovery of Witches, they had their, um, one of their get-togethers in uh, New Orleans. I think the first year they had it. Oh, that so, would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. So anyway, coming from SR World, we have uh, Tatiana is giving away something special on her SR Fans Russia Instagram page. And he's also going to be posting a giveaway soon for Valentine's Day. Very nice. Very nice. And, and as Betty says, ooh, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's not quite as good as you, Betty, but I was trying to channel my inner Betty. <laughs> and Brenda's saying, and y'all come on down, so. <laughs> we will at some that. point in time. Um, also, he reposted a Valentine outtake featuring Nicholas and Akasha on his website. And, and I'm posting that. Our, okay, blog. I'm posting the link here, so you get it. He has a new Valentine letter from Gabriel to Julia that he'll be posting on the True Story book blog. <clears throat> He's not sure of the date yet, but perhaps on Valentine's Day. And as we count down the days until the release of Gabriel's Rapture, part two on Passion Flicks, he'll be giving away a couple of Passion Flicks subscriptions, which have been donated by a very generous reader. Uh, the giveaway will be open internationally to those who aren't currently subscribers, and he'll be posting that soon. So that's very cool. And I know he's working on something, but he's not ready to talk about it yet. So very, it's funny very because I, I, I said something. I, I've had to take care of Phil uh, a couple times the last couple of weeks because his uh, his niece was at, had to go be with her daughter for something and so the other day I said to him so can you what are you working on and I know that there are things that you can't talk about just yet and he laughed at me he said that's right <laughs> so and SR is pretty much the same way when he's writing he doesn't like to talk about it until it's I, I my, my personal belief is when it's actually an edit and that's when he'll really start talking about it I think so too now, I'm curious if anyone on here um, was able to join his chat that was uh, last weekend. With the Brazil group? With the Brazil group? Uh, yeah, I think so. The, I think the uh, publisher uh, of The Man in the Black Suit in, in Portuguese was the one that was sponsoring mm-hmm. it. So. I had heard that he fans were asking about his new work, and he did say, share some things that we've already known about, but I heard a new mm-hmm. piece of information came out. I was curious if anyone else heard ah. that because I will tell you what I heard. Um, what did you hear? I heard not only did we know the um, the main characters, the woman is French Canadian, the man is Spanish, mm-hmm. um, set in Paris, mm-hmm. and I heard. The name of the woman is Lucy, L-U-C-I-E. Uh-huh. So I just thought that would be fun a fun little bit of trivia to share with you. That should be very interesting. It makes me excited because when he starts slipping little bits, I yes. feel like he's moving along, which is great. Um, that it is very exciting. Be Lucy and Desi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Desiderio is a Spanish name. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. (laughs) I still haven't watched that movie. Um, That's funny. Uh, Betty said, no love letter from Richard to Becky. (laughs) Well, you never know. One never uh, knows what happens there. Elena said, Betty, are you stirring the pot? Uh, Mm -hmm. Betty said, that's interesting. Now we are all going to Google the meaning of the name and come up with our own theories. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I didn't hear it, so this was as reported to me, but I um, I wasn't able to. I was not available to check and to go on to that chat, so no, I think I wasn't either, exciting. unfortunately. 
Um, so that I think it's be, exciting. Uh, yeah, we got just a bit more information. So I think when we send him our questions this week, we should ask him about it. <laughs> and maybe, mm -hmm. he'll, maybe he'll drop a hint. We'll see. We'll see. You know, he's good very Good morning, tight Floor. Good to see you, Floor. Very, very good to see you. And uh, yeah. we're about ready to just dig into Chapter 47. We are. And uh, <clears throat> I love... I love this part of the book because it's another place where many of our, our characters and many of our storylines intersect. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, we're right smack in the middle of this intersection right now, and I just love it. Because we begin with Nicholas Kasserer, our hero in Man in the Black Suit, sounding mm -hmm. horrified while Gabriel is talking to him about the intrusion. And Nicholas checks and wanted to make sure Gabriel and his family were doing and check uh, how they were doing and if they were all right. Gabriel um, actually had moved away. As you can remember, when we first, uh, when we last uh, talked, uh, they left their home and went to the Lennox Hotel. Actually, maybe that's Nicholas now. It was Nicholas, <laughs> yes. Was it Nicholas now? Um <clears throat> And so Gabriel, uh, Julia, and Claire were fast asleep. And so Gabriel stepped into the restroom just to shut the door and uh, not disturb them. I was 5 a.m. in Boston and just before noon in Zurich, which is where Nicholas was calling from. And <clears throat> Gabriel told Nicholas he had his man in the Alps check on Simon Talbot and his family. And there had been a clandestine meeting or if there had, and they were checking to see if there was any clandestine meeting, suspicious, suspicious behavior around uh, Simon's activities. Um, and, you know, Gabriel shared that Kurt's assessment uh, was that the home invasion had nothing to do with Simon Talbot. Uh, but he had offered to make contact uh, again um, I, with Nicholas had offered to contact Kurt since he was the man on the ground that Nicholas had set up mm -hmm. on behalf of Gabriel. Um, and Nicholas told him that he trusts Kurt's instincts and it may be a good idea for him to have a word with Simon and that he could be very persuasive. Um, so that Gabriel would follow up with that. And so we asked SR, um, and in fact, uh, before I go into questions, I see in the chat that uh, Betty's talking about plying um, SR with donuts. She said, we should send him a big box of donuts. Maybe he'll spill the beans after eating a couple of the donuts. And Black Lab Lady said, main whoopie pies might also help Betty. I think you're right about that, Lena. Yep. And I know at this, this on, in this book, in this time period, Kurt is... Is still alive. Still alive. Live. Um, so we asked SR a couple questions about this. First of all, why did Gabriel call Nicholas when the crime was committed in Boston and not Europe? And SR said, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the story of the man in the black suit for new readers, but there's a connection between Nicholas and his family and Gabriel 
And on the basis of that connection and some of the events in the book, Gabriel wanted Nicholas's expertise. So that's why Gabriel reached mm -hmm. out to him, even though obviously the crime occurred in Boston. Mm -hmm. So um, another question that we asked him, you know, because of the mention of Simon, and we knew Simon was over in Europe, um, I, we asked if Gabriel believed Simon could have been behind the home invasion. And Gabriel's instinct is that the home invasion is a personal attack, and so Simon would be a suspect. Um, so at this point, Gabriel is trying to think of who all the people who might be after him or to settle a, a vendetta, um, and Simon's definitely in the mix. So, you know, as they continued the conversation, Nicholas said, that what Gabriel described was the work of professional art thieves. Um, you know, because as you recall, um, there weren't things stolen per se. Um, and Julia saw him with gloves trying to take down the holiday painting um, when she woke up and screamed. So, but nothing else was really taken. Um, you know, Gabriel agreed, but without thinking, he said, what professional would break into a house that's occupied? And he immediate real, immediately realized what he said and actually apologized to Nicholas on that. Um, and we won't, if, we won't go into spoilers for that, but Gabriel was very conscious of what he had said. And so Nicholas mm -hmm. changed the subject and, and said, the intruder handled every piece of art in your house, but left the cash and jewelry. So he isn't an opportunist. And it actually puzzled Nicholas as to why and possibly, you know, what the reason would be behind coming back, you know, if they would come back. And that also concerned Gabriel mm -hmm. um, because he's wondering if they did not find what they were looking for. Um, you know, the, the art thief and I, I think that there's kind of some question as to really what they were trying to find, why why they didn't go further, um, and if they'll be back. So it's very, very concerning for Gabriel. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, this fact gave Gabriel pause because his most valued possessions at the Uffizi, um, that collection of Botticelli illustrations, and Nicholas knew, and stating that the exhibit with his name attached had drawn international attention, and he said perhaps that's why the home invasion um, occurred, because they knew that you had donated this um, for loan to have this exhibit, and the thieves wanted to see what's in your home collection, mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense. And it, you know, it also makes sense that they may have just gone casing the house too. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I don't know if anybody's ever been robbed in that feeling, that horrible feeling of somebody having invaded your space. Oh, and it's so unsettling. And I, it is. I didn't even have that. I, I only had that in a car situation, not in a home. Yeah. So yeah, I did have it in a home. And, and in fact, my sister and brother-in-law a couple of years ago, um, they had someone break in their house. And I thought it was... Because I looked out, I was living next door at the time, and I looked out my door, and I just saw pants, khaki pants, and I thought it was my brother-in-law's cousin. 
getting something off the porch. So I didn't even mm-hmm. think of it. And here, um, my my the front door, my sister's front door has um, half. It's half glass. It's three over three panes, and then wood at the bottom. And they broke out one level of the glass because because of the glass, they've always had. You have to use. Pam, can you hear? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Um, I've always had to use the uh, key to in, for inside and outside. So, um, and now I can't hear Leslie. Are you there? I'm not talking. Uh, okay. So, you know, so, and I, they, they were freaked out. They we're were back still now. freaked out about it. Okay. They're still freaked out about it. So anyway. That's understandable. So the, yeah. Um, Betty had, Betty had noted that, <laughs> She wondered, she said, do you ever wonder if Nicholas and Gabriel have played poker? Which is one thing. And there's a fan fiction. Um, Right. That would be good for uh, Morgan. Remember in his, Mm -hmm. one of his short stories, he was playing uh, poker with uh, SR. Or Snarky or somebody. That could be a fun. Could be. Mm -hmm. And Betty also noted, thank God Gabriel didn't think Paul was behind the intrusion. Mm -hmm. And uh, she also Noted that uh, that was a bad comment for Gabriel. Kudos to Nicholas for staying calm. And Flora also said, I like Flora's comment as well. She said, I think Gabriel contacted Nicholas because of that reason, since Nicholas has had experiences in the art world. And that would make that, sense. Yeah. Yeah. That would make Brenda sense. Said, I'm sure they've done a lot of this together. So. But so. So Nicholas has pointed out that, you know, professional art thieves usually target specific works for specific buyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he had the, uh, Gabriel had the Botticelli illustrations. Maybe they think that he may have other valuable pieces. Mm-hmm. So he, he, the professional art thief will come in and take an inventory so he can approach an, a collector and let him know what's there. Gabriel was curious to see if they would be back. Nicholas thought if he found something he could sell, also the fact that the intruder spoke Italian may have been a move to point you to Italy. So Gabriel asked for recommendations as to what he should do. And Nicholas asked if Gabriel would share his inventory with him, which he agreed to do. And he also suggested that, um, you know, you, you Gabriel and Julia work with an artist to get a picture of the intruder. And you got to stop putting the whiskey in your coffee, lady. <laughs> I was trying to, I thought I muted myself. Sorry, friends. <laughs> anyway. Um, so he said he had a, a contact in Interpol and, you know, if they get the, if they can get this illustration or picture or drawing of, of the possible suspect over to that particular contact at Interpol, then maybe they would recognize them. And uh, Gabriel said they'd work on that. Uh, but there was one other thing. And he I... reached into his laptop and pulls out the uh, Memento Mori. And he said that the intruder had left a calling card and told Nicholas what it was. And that it could be genuine. He wasn't sure. And Nicholas asked for a photo. So, you know, like many of us do sometimes <laughs> went to uh, use his phone to take the picture and send it over to him. And uh, he said that 
Nicholas asked why he had not given it to the police. And, and he said uh, he didn't want it to end up bagged, tagged, and placed in an evidence room where it probably could be lost for till they caught somebody and took them to trial. So it would be more useful if he could if it could be authenticated and traced. So Nicholas suggested that he knew someone connected with his family museum and colony and suggested the Uffizi, uh, Dr. Vitali, so he could trace the provenance of the, uh, of the piece and points to Italy once again. Well, and, you Scared. know, in, in talking about these home invasions, um, mm -hmm. Ellie, Ellie noted that she um, had sadly uh, had that experience, and she said it was awful. Her home was broken into when she was in high school at Christmas time. And mm -hmm. her mom unusually already had items wrapped under the tree. So of all, all of the things they stole, the worst was a picture album of all of the foreign exchange students through the years around 30. And mm -hmm. the Book of Kells for my sister, the computer, record player, etc., could be replaced, but the pictures were lost and likely thrown in the trash. It was the feeling of violation that was the worst. Just mm -hmm. so glad no one was home. Um, they actually did it while they were at church, which is horrific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And Elena also shared a story that they were robbed years ago on New Year's Eve while they were at the hospital with her father. He'd been ill for a while and they traveled daily to be with him. So it was obvious that someone had been watching their home and schedule. They stole all of her and her mom's jewelry, some of which her father had made, which was the worst feeling ever. We had mm -hmm. a good idea of who it was, but the police were never able to prove it which is the second worst feeling ever, yeah. which I'm so sorry to hear about both of those situations. It's just devastating. It um, is. My, my father had, um, a lot of times people target events, right? Target around holidays when people mm -hmm. might be not paying attention. My father actually was robbed while he was um, at the memorial service for his second wife who passed. So that was specifically horrific because they went in and took things and he knew it was someone who was familiar with their house because they knew mm -hmm. where to look for things. And it's just very, very, you know, uh, yeah, just I, very, you do feel very violated. Well, I, know, I know that uh, the, the person who did, who did this with my sister's house, they, uh, they ransacked her bedroom. They, um, and my, she thought she had lost a bracelet. Um, they thought they took it that was a charm bracelet that my mom had. And it had all the significant charms of my mom's life on it. And, oh. uh, you know, she, you know, felt, obviously felt horrible about it and sad that it was gone. And then a few months later, she found it. It had fallen between a chest she has at the foot of her bed and her bed. Well, that's such a blessing, that. right? That it, it actually fell and was hidden out of view, and that was kind yeah. of saved. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie's just saying it was the same for her. Um, I think that, like Elena's situation, she said she recalls a car driving by really slowly past the house, and she went out to check the mail to get a closer look. And she thought it was odd the guy was looking at the house and not me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, you know, it, and it fits in. I mean, SR right you know, and he does his research and it fits in the way he described how things happened in this mm -hmm. uh, part of the book. It really does fit in with the way um, a home invasion would happen. So it, it does yeah. make sense 
um, that someone would be casing the house. They would know when to go in. Um, and, and also he, I think conveys that sense of violation. You yeah. know, Julia didn't feel safe there. She had to get out. No, of she didn't. Um, and I, you know, I, I think Betty's saying she was glad your sister found your mom's bracelet. And Elena said, that is a nice, happy ending, Pam, which it is. It is. It is. Very, very thankful for that. So, and, and Betty also wondered if Nicholas and, uh, Gabriel would ever become friends. So I actually think the answer would be I think they are. I mean, I, but I also maybe. think Nicholas is a little, I also think Nicholas is a little leery of, um, or Gabriel's a little leery of Nicholas because there's, he just has that funny feeling that, you know, once you do a favor for somebody, it's got to be repaid. Right. In some right. respect. And Nicholas has some edge. And and yes. I think Gabriel has a sense that he also dips into, um, into the underworld, so to speak. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I, I think I think they're they have a lot of the same sensibilities, and I think that they also appreciate this the art um, at a level that many people don't. So they have right. that that sensibility as well. And, you know, I think at this point, you know, Nicholas's theory was someone saw that the Uffizi had the Emerson prints um, and someone mm -hmm. thought, oh, we should see what they have. They might be trying to find Italian artwork for, a, a, you know, a, a special client. Um, and now mm -hmm. with the calling card, Nicholas is saying that may change, that changes his assessment of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, and Gabriel asked how. And Nicholas said it makes um, the assessment to appear to be more, much more personal. Um, and Anna, yeah, I like the way you phrase it. She said, I think Gabriel and Nicholas are cautious business acquaintances. Yes. Yes, but I think I, so too. I do think that, I do think a friendship could develop between them. Um, you know, as, as the more they interact, mm -hmm. I'd like to see if that's something, a storyline that would be pursued actually. Um, so Nicholas saying that he thinks this is much more personal now. Um, you know, he's saying, you know, it could be a warning. Um, it could be a death threat, mm -hmm. uh, having that memento mori, uh, place there. Uh, and Betty said, so Betty. that Nicholas won't be the godfather to any of Gabriel's future kids. <laughs> that, well, that's we debatable. And we know it won't be William. <laughs> we know it won't be William. Um, we'll have to stay tuned to that. That's right. Um, and we don't know if, uh, likewise, Gabriel would be a godfather for any of Nicholas's future children. That's true. So we'll have to see. Um, so Nicholas is asking some questions. Were there anyone besides the ex-boyfriend who would want to harm Gabriel? Um, or had he offended someone with powerful connections, perhaps someone in the art world? Um, Gabriel told them he was a professor, and the only one he offends are people who are ignorant of Dante. 
<laughs> Which I don't know about you guys. That actually made me laugh out loud. It I did. That made me laugh too. In his condescending tone, say that. Um, although I have to say, at this point too, I thought, okay, what about? And this is a question I should have asked SR, and I didn't, and because I thought of it after the fact. What about what back in the day when he was in? You know, he was taking on the Southies in Boston when he was uh, coked up and, you know, w would there have been anyone from that part of his existence? Now, obviously it wasn't in the art world, but I wonder no, but that, I was that wondering would if there sense. was someone from way back in, in time at an earlier point in his life that he crossed, or maybe the husband or boyfriend of, of one of the women that Abriel had. Um, that, that, you know, you never know. Too. The jealous a boyfriend of someone that mm -hmm. he uh, maybe got involved with. So Flora's saying, actually, Betty said about <laughs> Paul, Godfather Paul has a nice ring to it. it Flora does. said, I agree, Anna. They definitely are, um, definitely are their worlds would collide at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> Betty's saying, um, I'm not sure. Are you sure about that, Gabriel? Uh, I think there's a big list of people who are not fond of Gabriel. Um, mm -hmm. And Anna said, I think that Nicholas is a greater option for friendship and Godfather than Paul. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, I doubt very much Paul would want to be involved in, in with Nic with Gabriel yeah, on anything. And, I, I, I think so, too. Betty and uh, Elena liked uh, my theory. Elena is saying, especially, you know, it is a good point, especially since they're back in Boston at this time, which I didn't even make that connection, but you're right about that. Um, mm -hmm. And Betty says, I like to torture Gabriel. If I can turn Paul into Uncle Paul, why not start a campaign for Godfather Paul? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Anna said, this is too refined for a South Bostonian with a broken nose. <laughs> I love it. You never know about those Southies. <laughs> never know. Now we're at the three-quarter time show. Yes. So, you know, Gabriel's saying he's living a quiet professor's life. He really doesn't have anyone he's rankled or offended. Um, mm -hmm. What about Professor Payne? Uh, right? Exactly. What about Professor Definitely Payne? not her. Not, <laughs> definitely not her. No. Not her M.O., but she, he's And not she's up favorite. in Toronto anyway. That's true. But so. there are many people that Gabriel has crossed. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ellie's saying, I think Nick, Gabe, and Will could tolerate each other at an art exhibit function, uh, but there will be no barbecue together. <laughs> <laughs> I think and you're right on that one. <laughs> if Nicholas has a Christmas clock, I love it. So <laughs> he's he's got a Swiss watch. <laughs> <laughs> this is for sure. That's terrible. Terrible. Oh my gosh. So you know, Nicholas is saying, "Look, there has to be a very small group of people." Um, as you know, academics rarely hire professionals to break into houses and examine artwork. Um, Nicholas suggested upgrading the security system first and foremost. And he actually said he'd asked the group that updated his parents' house. 
security to come to America as a personal favor. And despite what suspicions Gabriel had about Nicholas, he was not going to turn down that very generous offer. So, mm -hmm. which I thought was smart, right? I mm -hmm. thought definitely upgrade the security. Nicholas obviously would have the top line um, prevention and safety mm -hmm. uh, systems in place. So, and uh, Anna saying connections can reach from afar. It's um, true. Which is true. And yes, mm. Ellie, Flora said, Ellie, that's hilarious and so true. Um, very true. Very, mm -hmm. very true. Um, so we're going through and, you know, upgrading the security systems, one thing. And Gabriel thanked him for, for the offer. And he's saying, you know, it's close to Christmas. How, how soon could they get here? You know, um, he, Gabriel, I'm sure is thinking he would love to be able to have Christmas with his family at home, you know, with Claire, mm -hmm. their first Christmas mm -hmm. baby. Um, Nicholas assured him that he could get them on a plane that very night. Gabriel is very grateful and in a gruff voice said, if there is anything I can do, just ask. And, and a knife twist. Anyway. <laughs> well, for, for Gabriel to offer that? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I think it's a good thing, but it's, I think it was done with trepidation. I think from Gabriel's part, but I also think, I don't think Gabriel realizes Nicholas's heart. No, I don't think he does either. So I think that's the unknown. Nicholas obviously is a very stand-up person um mm -hmm. but he has a reputation and i think that's that's part of it and nicholas also has a profound understanding of how unsettling this is mm -hmm. and how much of a tragedy this night could have been for them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um if things would have gone wrong since that's what happened with his uh family yeah, that's family yeah. major spoiler mm -hmm. so I, get, mm -hmm. I did a partial spoiler sorry about that if you haven't read the book um, so Nicholas expressed his sorrow that this had happened and he would contact his security and be in touch. Um, and he also suggested that Gabriel send the memento mori to the Uffizi as soon as possible, because that could be the clue that you were looking for. Um, and I think that that's important, uh, too, you know, Nicholas verified, you know, the expert in this, you're the one you want to talk to is, is. Again, in, in, in Florence at the Uffizi. Um, and we asked SR, you know, why Excuse did Nicholas me. extend the offer? And um, <coughs> the answer that. was that Nicholas's history plays a role here. And um, of course, <coughs> that's how he that's left it up. I know. Uh, I put it in the <clears throat> chat box. Okay. And, um, you know, there's a couple comments here. Um, ooh, Betty said, what could Gabriel do for Nick? I'm wondering that too. Um, Nick doesn't need a Dante specialist showing up and giving a lecture to any of his things, so. Well, you never know. They may be Nicholas's uh, family's gallery will have something mm -hmm. come along and. 
that's related to Dante and, and he could bring <laughs> Gabriel in to discuss the piece like he did, like Gabriel did in uh, Gabriel's Rapture with, with the, uh, in Italy. Yeah. Well, and Anna noted that was the expected offer from Gabriel to Nicholas. So I think it's that idea that Nicholas is, this is transactional, right? Nicholas will do something for Gabriel. Gabriel then will do something mm -hmm. for him. Um, Betty said, Gabriel must think he's super special. And uh, Ellie said, I imagine Gabriel, William, and Nicholas all have their means of investigation so that they are wary of each other. But they all have their bias, so they may not look past any evidence they have. And all are very good at hiding things and protecting their secrets, which is true. Mm -hmm. oh. Yes, they are. And I like, uh, before I continue here, I just wanted to say, I do like the new, newer feature and the upgraded Mixler about showing mm -hmm. what music's playing when. You know, that's because that's... I, have the, I have the playlist connected to the Mixler as opposed to having Spotify playing in the background. I got it. I just, I like that because... I just think that's nice to have that uh, mm -hmm. information. Um, Betty asked, what do you think would happen if Gabriel lent his Botticelli illustrations to Nicholas's gallery? Would Willie show up there? <laughs> I would say yes. I would and say I see, yes. I see Karina's on as well. Hello, Karina. Glad you could join us. Um, mm -hmm. And Floor noted, I think he offered Gabriel... Um, protection because he sympathizes with the situation of being violated in such a way. I think you're right on that floor. He above anyone else understands how how it feels to have that happen in your family home. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, Gabriel at this point has been given a lot to ponder. He was puzzled that the intruder had not taken anything, which I can understand. Um, most of the artwork was on the ground floor. Um, so he really could have broken into the house and taken anything. And, and really, he wouldn't have been noticed. He could have gone in, grabbed it, and just walked out the door. He also wondered if there was anything between the break-in and the Uffizi exhibit. He was very puzzled by this. You mm -hmm. know, if there's a connection there, um, which Nicholas is the one who raised, um, that, oh, you know, people might realize that you donated these things and therefore might want to see what else you have at your house, um, which I think is, you know, very unsettling as well. Um, Gabriel's very puzzled by this, and he's, saying, he's thinking to himself, the thief must have been looking for something or maybe making an inventory of the household items he has. Um, he probably couldn't find what he was looking for, or if he had taken an inventory, he could return. Um, and I could see that too, right? You know, have a mm -hmm, list of all mm -hmm. the things and all the objects and then say, hey, um, when he's talking to prospective client, the thief could be talking to prospective clients, you know, mm -hmm. I, could, I could get this for you. I know where to find X, Y, Z. So, and Because we do know, we do know that he collects a lot of things that, are from the Renaissance and Italian and right, right. Dante I mean, related. He is a professor of Dante studies and this would be, you know, if there's mm -hmm. a collector looking to add something to the collection and they wanted to get it by any means necessary, they could engage a thief to go after something. 
Um, just just and, don't be a security guard at a Russian museum and and take your ballpoint pen and put eyes onto a painting. Oh, oh my, oh gosh! Did you hear that? <laughs> I saw that story. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did you guys see that story? <clears throat> the security guard defaced this like precious artwork. Um, I'm going yeah, to put it, a link in. It's just a, it, it, it's three blank faces on this on this canvas and. He got bored, so he put these. Um, <laughs> he, he took his pen and put eyes on one of the figures. So it's like, oh my god! It's amazing, right? I'm, 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 mm -hmm. I'm. Uh, I was trying to find a story uh, to share with you. It was. <laughs> it was crazy. I saw it on the news yesterday. I, I know it's it's. Um, I'm not sure what this source is, but it does have, this will at least give you an idea if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, again, I can't, it's uh, Small Joys. Actually, let me see if I can find, I think I saw it was on CNN mm -hmm. too. Let me, let me give you a more yeah. reliable news link. Um, it, it, was, it was definitely crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, the fact that someone you never know, right? In this artwork, um, you just never know what can happen. Here we go. This will give you not just a story, but you'll see the the link um, that has. Uh, yeah, I've got one from the BBC too. Well, if you want to put that in, because yeah, I'll get it. Uh, this just... is—I'm having trouble copying this link for some reason. No worries, I'll get it. Um, yeah, you know, we're dealing with uh, uh, a lot of high art here, and you know, this world is is known to have a lot of uh, a lot of theft and a lot of things happen on mm -hmm. the black market. Um, and, and Ellie made a point, you know, it also brings into question if they were really after his greatest treasure, not these different artwork, but the treasure of his girls, right. um, which is very unsettling too. If it's a personal attack, you know, that could be a, the thing. Mm -hmm. And Betty says, I like how they're trying to figure out who, why, and what was the plan of the intruder. Meanwhile, here I am wondering how long it will take them to figure out who sent the intruder. Very, mm -hmm. very true. That's true. <clears throat> very, very true. And uh, Pam did just put that in. Betty said, I wouldn't be surprised um, if a child did that, but an adult, a security guard, really? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see the link to the BBC um, mm -hmm. article. And it shouldn't, but it always amazes Elena um, at what people could possibly be thinking when they do crazy crap like this. You're right about that. Well, that's true. But, you know, Banksy had this uh, piece of art that sold at Sotheby's, mm -hmm. I think like two years ago, where as soon as this, it was sold, the painting went into a shredder <laughs> that was connected to the, oh my to the gosh. art piece. Yeah, yeah. That's horrible. I know. I know. But Banksy does that crazy stuff, so. <laughs> this is true. 
You know, so Gabriel's thinking, you know, they must be looking for something. Maybe they're making the inventory. And then he thought he probably couldn't find what he was looking for. Or if he had taken an inventory, he would be returning. Um, mm -hmm. Then he also thought, well, if the point of the intrusion was to terrorize them, he would have already done that because there was little violence. And the intruder mm -hmm. had used his fist, but he had left Julianne and Claire untouched. And he was only using his fist, by the way, when Gabriel was going after him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if there was an intention to harm Julia or Claire, he obviously he could have done that. I mean, Julia was in her room by herself. Mm -hmm. um, so he was thinking that memento mori, though, really seems to be the key. And he thought could have been a threat directed at him since the piece was on his side of the bed. And, mm -hmm. and he also wondered if the intruder sent the threat of it um, that it had been given by someone else. So that goes to your point, mm -hmm. Betty. You know, he's wondering maybe it wasn't the intruder. Maybe the intruder sent was sent by somebody. And, you know, mm -hmm. Gabriel's going round and round on this. His mind was going over and over until he finally fell asleep well after sunrise. So. I always like the way SR in, has incorporated the other characters from the other stories. And, you know, you go back and you start thinking about who, what, where, when. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first was reading uh, Gabriel's Promise, sending an email to uh, SR asking if uh, the intruder was connected to William. Right. So. <clears throat> I know. I know. It's, I love the way. And, 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 and many authors do it, but I feel like in SR stories, it really is, it's not just a little nod or a little cameo. It's often helps There's a move connection the story the forward line. or it's, or they're yeah. involved, they're intertwined. The storylines are actually intertwined, which I like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so Betty was saying that the blessednesses 2.0 likes to draw on her walls. So there's no museum for him. I can, I can tell you a story. My cousin Bobby Stapleton and I, <laughs> we were very, we were kids probably, I don't even think we were in school yet. And uh, we got into red lipstick and Vaseline. Oh no. And my, my aunt had just had the wall that goes from the first floor to the second floor along the stairs wallpapered. Mm. And needless to say that the Vaseline and the red lipstick came down the walls of the brand new Oh wallpaper. my gosh. <laughs> Bobby and I used to get in trouble together all the time. I was going to say, I'm, um, I'm sure the, the, the adults were not happy about that. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, Especially and, and, my mother, since she had to pay for the wallpaper, she felt. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and just looking here, Betty noted the intruder as super strength. What did you know? Um, what did they feed his, his staff, Benich? <laughs> Um, and well, both Lori and Flora said, you know, we're talking about Banksy being interesting. Uh, one of those eclectic and out of the box artists, definitely interesting. So that was referencing the, uh, the new mm -hmm. story we mentioned. Um, 
And Lori, no worries. Lori's listening to us on the phone as opposed to the podcast. So she's harding things. It's, it's been harder for her to comment. So I'm just glad you're here, Lori. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Betty said they didn't believe you when you told them it was modern art, Pam. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. I, I, I just, I don't know why. Um, they, you know, they could have made maybe 10 cents off of the piece of art. But. Well, but you know what? That's the point. That's, that is something, you know, a kid, kids do that. Uh, security guards hired to protect artwork are not supposed to do that. And right. you would think they must have missed that memo that you're not supposed to touch the art. As um, you you and I both are well aware, right, Pam? Yes, yes. <laughs> or even get too close to the art. <laughs> <laughs> and security guard comes rushing over. Get, you can't do that. All he was doing was pointing. Mm -hmm. But it was over the line. So. Yeah, that was when yeah. we went to see the exhibit in Botticelli. In, Artwork. exhibit in in uh, at William and Mary in Virginia. So anyway, <laughs> and Flora saying, Pam, I love your stories. You need a book. Flora, <laughs> we tell her that almost every week. Another chapter oh, for your book, God. Pam. <laughs> so, well, this has been a, another lovely time together i love discussing this story and especially like i say when when so many characters cross paths um from different story lines and different worlds of sr um mm -hmm. and this was a really fun one to talk to talk about with you guys so glad we were able to solve the technology Land this woes to you pam <laughs> And Anna says, I always give new parents the tricks of how to remove various marks from the walls. Yes, <laughs> that is, it's uh, <laughs> that is a great gift, Anna. But Vaseline and wallpaper don't mix real well. <laughs> no, oh, God. I can You're only imagine. Clown. Your mom must have been livid. Oh, my Aunt Jane was livid too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they both were. So, anyway, so we will be back next week. Fingers crossed, technology works again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we'll yes. go from there. So. Anna, yes, RIP that security guard. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure mm -hmm. um, he's gotten in lots of trouble. So, yes, this has been great. I'm wishing you all a wonderful weekend full of Olympics and Super Bowl if you're in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and... Of course, Valentine's Day. Um, just take time to take care of yourself and your loved ones. And get mm -hmm. some rest. Be yep. kind to yourself. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you all next week. Take care.